College Hockey Southwest Weekly is brought to you by Bell Ford, the Arizona Ford Giant at 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix, T-Mobile, home of America's largest 5G network, by College Bar and Grill at 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe, the ASU fans home away from home, Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, voted best of Las Vegas two years in a row. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, award-winning tequila since 2011. Whole beers and cheeseburgers. 12 Valley locations serving the finest in craft beers and handcrafted burgers. Behind the Mask, serving the Valley hockey community since 1994. OxyPow, our chemical-free line of cleaning products, gets the funk out of your equipment or office. M-Drive, for energy, stamina. Recovery. Ice Den Scottsdale. Practice home of the Arizona Coyotes. Also in Chandler. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Welcome in, hockey fans, wherever you may be listening to us live. It is College Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. Our brand new presenting partner for Tuesday night show, Scott Strandy, joining you as always from Scottsdale, Arizona. And my co-host, as always, from that beautiful palatial estate out on Long Island, New York, Paul Hornstein is with me. Paul, how are you tonight? Uh, we're doing pretty good. You know, uh, I have to uh, babysit a 16-year-old through his first, uh, even though he's not <laughs> legally able to vote, I have to babysit him through uh, his first the first presidential election that he's actually aware of uh, in, in any sort of conscious fashion. So um, it's been uh, an interesting night so far. Uh, not that we're going to talk about the results, so to speak, or, or, you know, in terms of, you know, I'm just kind of guiding him through it. Hey, Charlie, you can't get up and down with the result of every state that gets called. <laughs> right. It's, well, it's kind of like coaching. You know, yeah. you can't get yeah. up and down with it. You have to maintain that consistency. You have to, uh, you know, you can't get too high after the wins and you can't get too down after the losses. So I'm just taking my coaching experiences, not that they match uh, tonight's guest in any way, but, um, you know, keeping an even keel, a level, uh, a level uh, emotional balance. And you have to wait till things end, uh, assuming they end. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, it is election night. Uh, we decided we're going to do the show anyway because we've got a great guest on. And I, I told you uh, in a text message before the show, I said, could there be anybody better to have on on election night than the head coach at Air Force, uh, the Air Force Academy? Frank Serratore is going to join us tonight. And, and uh, Frank, uh, our, our guest on Sunday night, Paul, Pat McAletty, said if he was going to pick a czar for college hockey, he would pick Frank Serratore. Uh, starting his 24th year, over 400 wins. I mean, it just goes on and on and on, and a real fixture at the Air Force Academy. Um, and, and that's just part of what this guy's done in his 61 years on on planet Earth. Yeah, and, you know, uh, only two losing seasons in the last 14 at the Air Force Academy. You know, he, he the first couple of years he there he he struggled like most coaches do when they get brought in because most coaches don't get uh, fired when they're winning, right? Right. Um, or replaced when they're winning. I don't maybe I don't know whether uh, Coach Serratore's replacement was fired or or retired. I don't know. Um, I could have looked it up, and I probably should have, but I didn't. Well, I'll, I'll tell you one thing, Paul. He's he's only the fourth coach in the history of the Air Force Academy program, right? So, but but I mean, my point being is, once he got his guys in there, once he went through a full recruiting cycle, that was you know two thousand six, two thousand seven, only two losing seasons in that time. So, the consistency. Uh, in addition to the longevity, has definitely been there. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, for those that don't know, and Coach will get into it, we'll talk to him a little bit about it. He grew up on the Iron Range in northern, uh, northeastern 
Minnesota. So I have known Coach Territory and his brother Tom, the head coach at Bemidji State University, for a long, long time. Matter of fact, uh, back in the mid-90s, he was the uh, general manager and I believe head coach of the uh, Minnesota Moose of the AHL uh, before they became the uh, AHL. Uh, No, the AHL. They were American Hockey League back then before they moved to become the Manitoba Moose. Yep. So uh, I see that. What did I yeah, say that was IHL? I must maybe way I'm back missing when. something. Yeah, way yeah, back well, when. Well, I know it was way back when, but I thought I when I looked up his bio, I thought it said something about the well, International Hockey League too. So well, well, I, we'll I, ask I, him, I but I believe it was that. AHL. Anyway, uh, so I've known him for an awful long time. He has twin sons that uh, uh, played hockey at uh, Bismarck for the Bismarck Bobcats in the the uh, NAHL when they started up. So uh, it's going to be really fun to catch up to him. I'm excited to have Air Force along with Colorado College and Denver in our coverage area because it seems like a natural fit to me, Paul. Anything west of the Rockies or in the Rockies and west, I should say, is uh, it just seems like it's the southwest to me. At least that's what, what I convinced everybody. <laughs> well, it's west. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't I couldn't say west yet because then everybody would want me to cover stuff in, in California and Oregon and Washington. And we're not quite there yet, but we're building our way that way. But as yeah, I well, mentioned, at the, to- at the top of the show, we are an NCAA hockey uh, podcast. That's what we do. Um, you know, on Sunday nights, our, our show debuted this Sunday, and we're going to do a little bit more a breakdown of all four teams and what they've been doing for the past week. But this show is designed to just, you know, get a feel for for the players, the coaches, uh, the decision makers, the radio guys, the media guys, all of that stuff, and and get a chance to just go a little in-depth with them. So we're looking forward to having Frank Saratori on in about, oh, eight minutes or so. In the meantime, anything else happening in the hockey world, Paul? Uh, Really? I mean, you know. (laughs) No, I don't know. I have you listened to I, well, I can tell you what. You no, know, it's not. It's it's not like there's. You know, we have some schedules now. Well, we have some, and we, uh, okay. Well, come on, you got to start somewhere, right? <laughs> right. Uh, and, a, a couple of weeks ago, we didn't have any. <laughs> and, and ASU did do their media pictures. They call it media day, but there's no media there. Uh, well, that's so okay. I, you know, however it may be, uh, a lot of fun stuff that you're going to see when they start playing. So they're full speed ahead. I'm a bit nervous, Paul just a bit nervous because uh, we were told uh, on Sunday by our guest, Pat Micheletti, that there was going to be a potential for an announcement on Monday. A Monday has come and gone. Tuesday has come and gone. And we still won't have that Big Ten conference schedule. So I hope uh, what's happened with the COVID in in Wisconsin and other places around the country are not starting to play a factor. But – Fingers crossed. We, we get have three weeks. Soon. I mean, I don't know. We have three weeks because, you know, Coach Powers told us a couple of weeks ago they're not playing until the 20th. So. Right. Right. Absolutely. And we know with the NCHC, they're going to be uh, firing 1st. up on, on December 1st. They've got a different situation, though, at least for the start of their season. They're going to play in the bubble. Uh, what did you call it? Cross, cross-conference games, Paul? Cross-divisional. Cross, cross-divisional. There yes, you go. Yes, cross-divisional. Okay, so, so so that'll be exciting. We're hoping uh, that we can get in there and get some uh, media coverage for you guys for uh, for Denver and Colorado College. And, of course, there's some really, really good teams in the NCHC, like yeah, there is in the Big Ten. And we don't know because, uh, you know, we're you know all we have is rumor. Yep, we've that is fact. A, a bunch <laughs> of different things. Um, well, that makes sense. You, all we have is rumor. That is fact. That is, that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, okay. that's fine with me. I, I have no problems with what you said. Um, so, I mean, we're just sitting, like I said, the WCHA announced their schedule. Uh, and the two service academies, you know, tonight's uh, guest, uh, the Coach Territory at Air Force, their schedule's been announced, and Army's schedule has been announced. But other than that, it, we don't know. I mean, we're still waiting for people, and and I get it. They don't want to. Here's what they don't want: they don't want to put it out, and five days later have to change it because something happened. Exactly. Exactly. So, listen. Does it stink? Yes. Would we like all the schedules out? Yes. 
do we understand why they're not? Yes. Do we like it? No. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Okay. So, I mean, and if there are not going to be any fans to games anyway, what difference does it make? It's not like people have to make travel plans. Some people don't care do. whether the media has to make travel plans. People don't care about that. <laughs> well, they should start. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, you know, they're not. They're not. They're not buying tickets to watch us cover games. Um. Okay. Uh, a lot I, of people I hate to break tickets. that to you, but hey, but hold on a minute. A lot of people bought tickets at Ocean Day to see how many times I would hit my head on the rafter. That that was a going thing for a while. Was it? Was so, there a count on the scoreboard for it? So I don't know. Yeah, right next to the shots on goal would be shots to the head. Okay. <laughs> anyway, okay, let me lay out the ground rules for tonight. Here's how it's going to go. We're going to listen to a few of our partners, and then we're going to come back, and uh, Paul's going to give you a little breakdown on, on the Air Force Academy as I connect uh, via phone with uh, Coach Saratori because – uh, unfortunately, he's not able to put the app on his uh, Air Force issued phone, which we totally get. So uh, again, Paul is kind of uh, left holding the bag here because we. I'm have starting to sense a little out. trend here that <laughs> I don't know. I'm starting to get a little suspicious. We have not figured out exactly how to do the three-way calling yet to make it work and not give us feedback, but we're working on it, folks, and we will get it down. Uh, so in the meantime, uh, we will have uh, Coach Territory on the phone. As uh, we do when this happens in the past, Paul will relay me some questions. I will try to pass them on, and uh, Coach will uh, will give us some answers, and uh, we'll have a good time. But one thing I can guarantee you, Coach Frank Saratori will be uh, a whole bunch of fun because that's just who he is. So uh, it's election night. Let's take a quick break, Paul. When I come back from the break, I will let you uh, give us a little preview of Air Force while I get Coach on the line. Fair enough? Uh, no, but do I have a choice? Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Bill Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice, our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. Looking for your next car? Head out to 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix and stop in at Bell Ford, the Arizona Ford Giant. Come in and check out our great deals on the remaining 2020 Fords, as well as the new 2021 models just arriving, like the new E450 pickup truck during our summer outdoor and SUV sale. Voted the number one Ford dealer in Arizona by Ranking Arizona, we will do what it takes to make your car buying experience safe and convenient. Shop online at bellford.com. We'll bring everything to you on your schedule. Schedule a test drive. Need a repair? We'll come pick up your vehicle and bring it back to you. Our sales and service professionals are ready to help in any way to make sure you are happy and satisfied. Go online to bellford.com or call us at 602-866-1776 and let us show you why we've been the dealership that keeps Shane Doan coming back year after year. Behind the Mask Hockey Shop, celebrating 25 years of exceptional service to the Arizona hockey community. Offering the top brands and an educated staff of hockey players to help you choose the right gear for you. Visit any one of our three Valley locations or check us out online at BehindTheMask.com. At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit used. And if you want to make the best margaritas, or if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila... 
then Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. Award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails. Whether you're celebrating an overtime game winner with friends or relaxing by the pool after a long work day. Find your bottle, be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S. Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. Award-winning taste since 2011. All right, and we're back. College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy with you in Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein on a beautiful Long Island, New York. Paul, as I try to get uh, connected with our guest tonight, the head coach of the Air Force hockey team, the uh, Falcons, Frank Serratore, I'll let you take it uh, away for a minute or two and and, uh, chat up a little bit about what Air Force hockey is all about. Well, this is what you have to know about Air Force hockey, uh, it, at least from a layman's perspective, at least from the, the thought process of someone that doesn't really know a lot about uh, college hockey or Air Force hockey in, in, in particular. Uh, what you need to know is while everybody lauds the NCAA basketball tournament for its first round upsets and its second round upsets, okay, that all started in the NCAA hockey tournament because of Air Force. Okay. Uh, they were the first number four seed to beat a number one seed in a regional. Okay. They beat Michigan in the 2009 uh, tournament. They were, Michigan was the overall number one seed, and that was the first time that had happened. They did it again in 2018, beating St. Cloud 5-4. to four. Uh, And... In just about every tournament that they've been in, they've taken a number one seed or uh, a, a highly favored team to a wire. Um, you know, in those two years, they lost to Vermont in the regional finals in double overtime. And I don't know if coach wants to hear this, you know, because I don't know if he, he considers it painful or not. I don't know. I, I probably would as a fan, but they lost to Vermont in double overtime uh, in 2018 in the regional finals, they lost to Duluth 2-1 to one in a regional final, the year that Duluth went on to win the national championship. Uh, in other games that they've lost in the NCAA tournament, uh, they've lost to top seed Minnesota uh, in, in a one-goal game. They lost in overtime to Yale a few years ago. Uh, the, pretty much the only time they've been eliminated in a game that was more than a one-goal game was uh, against Boston College about – eight, nine years ago, and that game was a game that Boston College got their second goal with about a minute and a half to go in the game on the power play. So, uh, as I said to Pat Micheletti over the weekend on our Sunday show, uh, one of the first games you look at when you're looking at a bracket overall, if you're not looking at the team that you root for first or second, You want to see who Air Force is going to play because I guarantee you that uh, assuming Air Force makes the tournament, that that coach wants to play anybody else. Well, Paul, you're 100% correct, and and I do have uh, Coach Saratori on the uh, line with us. Uh, He will be on the phone with us. So, uh, Paul, you'll be able to hear him, but he won't be able to hear you, unfortunately. So without further ado, let's bring on the head coach from the Air Force Academy, Frank Saratori. Frank, you got Scott and Paul with you tonight. How are things in uh, beautiful Colorado Springs, Colorado? Uh, uh, if we were playing hockey, they could be a little better. But other than that, they, they, they couldn't be better. We had great, great weather and uh, beautiful day. Um, everything's good except uh, you know, we got to get through this COVID thing and, uh, and uh, get schools going and get life going again. All right, I'm going to pump your chest up just a little bit, just like you needed, I'm sure. But our guest on Sunday night, uh, Frank, was Pat Micheletti, and and I asked him to uh, to give me some comments about all four of the teams that we cover out here. And uh, when I got to Air Force, he just quickly gravitated to you and your brother Tom, and he said, um, if I was going to choose a czar for college hockey, Frank Serratore is the guy. Your thoughts on that? Well, that's awful. Uh, that's awful uh, high praise coming from Nick. Nick's been around a long time. Actually, uh, I come from the same part of, the, of uh, Minnesota as the Micheletti family. And, and uh, Jerry Micheletti, actually uh, one of the older ones, uh, older Micheletti brothers, there was five brothers. 
and on the news camp brothers. And Don Curry is an Air Force grad. And of course, Pat went to Minnesota. His brother Don was the same age as me. And and uh, and uh, Donnie uh, uh, went to Minnesota as well. Of course, Joe had the most of uh, the had the longest run as a player playing the NHL. And then they had another brother, Andy, who was the oldest that played. Uh, was a goalie and played at, uh, I believe it was St. John's or somewhere. But the Nicoletti family is a is a legendary family, and uh, of course, uh, Pat and Joe both have gone into the broadcasting business, and those guys do a fantastic job. They got personality plus, and I don't know if you, uh, you know, you're probably too young to remember Pat as a player. Oh no, uh, no, 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 no! I I definitely remember that. <laughs> uh, one of the all-time leading uh, uh, scorers for the Gophers, and uh, uh, Pat was a. Uh, that was an offensive talent, and, and uh, he would have played in the NHL as well, but uh, had some had some knee problems that that uh, didn't allow him to do that. And then Pat later on, Pat and I worked for the Minnesota Moose. Remember the Minnesota Moose? Oh, absolutely, I do. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was a coach and general manager, and Ben Sonborn was my assistant. I had Mike Antonovich, and Mike Antonovich was was an assistant, and uh, and Pat was a uh, uh, you know. You know, our radio, uh, you know, along with Wally Shaver, but it was uh, it was actually, and Mike C worked for us. Mike is the executive director of uh, College Hockey Inc. right now, and Mike worked with us as well. But so we had a, uh, we had a, we had a great crew. Actually, Ron Miniger was our uh, GM on the on the business side, and he was with the Arizona Cardinals for. He might still yeah. be. I don't even know. Yeah, uh, but uh, Ron Ron is a fantastic guy too. So we we had a really we had a really uh, a good crew of people there in Minnesota, but uh, no, that's high praise coming from Matt. Matt and I, and, uh, I sure appreciate it. Okay, let's jump into talking about Air Force hockey. Where you're starting, what year number twenty four? Is that correct? Uh, you know what, uh, Scott? I can't keep track anymore. People tell me now. I've got Parkzheimer's disease, and they all go right in one into the other. I've been around for I've been around for for a long time, and uh, uh, you know, actually came from the industry. I was sitting in Pittsburgh uh, with Kevin Thompson. He, he got the Penguins job. That's when Mario was making his first comeback. And, and uh, I was going to go with uh, Kevin and uh, be an assistant in Pittsburgh. And this Don Nicoletti called, or Don Nicoletti, Don uh, Lucia called me. Don was coaching up at Colorado College and said, hey, the Air Force job is open. Do you think you might be interested in that? And uh, I said, I don't think so. I don't think that, that you know, uh, that military. Uh, Academy would be would be a good fit for me and and uh, anyway I got off the line and my wife Carol I heard us talking and kind of chewed me out she said you always tell your players to look into all your options why don't you look into your options and uh, and uh, we had been at uh, I had coached at the University of Denver for four years before I went to the international league and we we liked it in Colorado so I said ah what the heck I'll, you know I, I I'll, I'll go out and, and uh, interview and see what it's all about and I came out and. Uh, to be honest with you, like it was nothing like I expected it to be. It, uh, the uh, the campus was great, the kids, the energy. Uh, I expected to see a bunch of grim-faced kids do stepping around, and it was just the opposite. I mean, uh, it was just the opposite. The, uh, the the energy level of the of the young cadets just uh, it was infectious. It just got a hold of me, and I just said, you know, I called Carol. I said, you know what, this this might be fun to do for a year or two, or you know, until we we had a young family at the time and. And uh, I said, you know, uh, they offered me a job. And I, and I said, what do you think? And she said, let's do it. Um, so I, I turned, I, I called Kevin Johnson, came and turned that. I told him I was going to Colorado and he was good about it. Came up for a couple of years and uh, 24 years later, here I am, still here. <laughs> I hear you. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, you know, uh, when Coach Powers told me he was starting an, an NCAA hockey team and me being from just outside of Bemidji, uh, I, I equated NCAA hockey with what you and I grew up on, right, with uh, the big rivalries at North Dakota and Minnesota, Minnesota Duluth, St. Cloud came along. And, and when he told me he was going to start it down here in the desert, I said, my goodness, how are you going to get, A, any coverage, and A, any, and B, any fans, and uh, where are you going to play, and all these things. And, and he said, we're going to do this, this, and this. And uh, five years later, his program is building and you've been a big part of that because you you took on Greg and his team and and gave them an opportunity to compete against uh, your team, which is you know it, it's an unusual move I think because uh, you guys had a lot to lose they didn't. Well, 
Uh, tell me about that and that relationship with Greg Powers here. Well, I mean, first of all, like, I, one thing about college hockey, I, like I, I do, you know, I, 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 I like to say that I have a, a little bit of a vision. I'm a little bit of a visionary. And there's there's only 60 teams in college hockey, and it's been so hard to expand. You know, uh, college hockey really has expanded. Uh, the primary reason uh, for it is, you know, is, is a good reason. Uh, you know, uh, a, t- a Title IX and gender equity and that type of thing, it's been hard to add uh, men's sports. You add a, in men's sports, you have to, you know, uh, add a women's sports. So there hasn't been a lot of, of, of growth in, in college hockey. There's been a lot of growth on the club side. And uh, the, the teams that, for the most part, the teams that have added men's hockey have, have added women's hockey as, as well as the sister sport. Uh, but we only have 60 teams. There's not a lot of growth. And, and I just feel when somebody comes along and wants to give it a shot, I, I really believe that we need to, to help them out. To be honest with you, I think I think that uh, in a nursing program, you know, like Arizona State uh, was, and like Long Island is this year. And by the way, we're playing Long Island four times as well. I think that those teams, the NCAA should give them an exemption uh, for for games. Like, if, for example, like cause how do you, how do independent teams get games? I mean, you, if you're a big name like Penn State when they came along, Arizona State, I mean, people are going to want you schedule you up just because of your name. But now you got Long Island, and, and how does Long Island get games, and how do they especially get home games? And I think that that for the first five years of a, for a program, it's for until they get into a league. Uh, that that their home games should be exempt. They shouldn't count against the teams that play them. So, for example, if we go out to Long Island and play, uh, we can play 36 games instead of 34. You know, uh, well, you're familiar with with going to Alaska. There's exemptions to going uh, sure. to Fairbanks and Anchorage, and and, uh, and I think that you know you need to, to, some things need to be done to help emerging programs. But otherwise, why why would teams even want to start? And I it's just been so few that have. So you know, I feel kind of an obligation. I feel it's an obligation, you know, to, to try to, to, to help those programs and, and help them uh, along and, and uh, you know, add to the add to the number of, of Division One teams that there are in the country. Yeah, I totally agree. My uh, co-host is listening and chiming in at me from Long Island because he's real excited about that, even though he's an ASU alum. But uh, he wanted me to throw this question at you right off the get-go. He knows the result wasn't what you wanted, but you played an outdoor game uh, versus Colorado College, and uh, not only was it a beautiful venue and a beautiful setting, but tell me how important that is for the growth of the game of hockey to be able to do that. Well, I, I think it's good. You know, I don't think, like, right now, I don't think the outdoor games are are, are, are kind of uh, the novelty that it once was because there's several of them every year now. And at one time, it was a real novelty. It was something new. And uh, ironically, I had never participated in one before. And actually, growing up in northern Minnesota, as Lou, you and I did, <laughs> our goal, and people down here, they don't understand, like, when, where we grew up, uh, we started out playing outdoors when you're a little kid, and your goal is to get indoors where you're not freezing your butt off, because it's so dang cold up there. So, uh, you know, I watched my son Tom play an outdoor game uh, with Minnesota. I saw him play uh, at Soldier Field in Chicago, and my God, it was just cold there. And uh, then uh, they played another one in, uh, in, in the uh, Deuce. TCS uh, football stadium in, in uh, Minneapolis, and that was another frosty one. I never made that one. I had a coach, but my wife went. And uh, what was great about our experience in, in Falcon Stadium was it, it wasn't uh, it wasn't 15 below uh, with a wind chill at, of uh, 40 below. It was like we were we were playing in you know 20 25 degree weather. It was fantastic, and uh, you know it was a little cool on the bench, but uh, but it, it was it was a perfect. Uh, uh, perfect and, and beautiful environment and uh, perfect temperature for an outdoor game. And uh, Stravick, I guess, uh, like uh, 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 Paul, that kind of gave me an opportunity to, to uh, check the box on the outdoor game, although I might have to play one more try to win the damn thing. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, it, was, uh, it was a great experience, a lot of fun playing that game, but it sure isn't, uh, isn't enjoyable. It's not enjoyable losing, losing to the Tigers, that's for sure. Uh, that is a real rivalry that you've been a part of for a number of years. Uh, uh, I, I want to touch just a little bit about, about playing that outdoor game and growing up in northern Minnesota. Uh, where I grew up, and I'm sure you know this because your brother's right down the, the road from me in, in Bemidji State, but um, back in the late 70s, I graduated in 1980 from high school, and 
I played on the last high school team that, that played outdoor games, the uh, Unified School District of Faustin Bagley. And, yeah. <laughs> and we had the outdoor we, yeah. had, we had the outdoor rink, and I can remember teams just hating it to come there and play because they built it around pine trees, but we'd get snow, we'd get wind, and we'd inevitably get the cold weather uh, sooner or later. So, so tell us a little bit about growing up on the Iron Range. A lot of our listeners down, down here don't oh, understand yeah. what it was like to be up there. Okay, was there a kid uh, back in the 80s named Bobby Bessel? Yes, from, uh, <laughs> Yeah. Bobby Bessel, was he from uh, Foster Bagley? I think he was. Yeah. I remember him from the USHO being on, on, our, on my scouting list and all that. Because <laughs> I, well, I, I, I played at the Major State, and I didn't know Foster Bagley had a team, you know? And, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, no, it was, uh, it, it, it was great. But, uh, no, that was a, that's a name from the past. And, yeah, if you are a pioneer, if you're an 80 grad from Foster Bagley, yeah, um, but uh, what was your question about northern Minnesota and outdoor hockey? What was that again? Yeah, explain to explain to the people here in the Southwest what it was like to grow up playing that that style of hockey. And uh, I mean, it's a completely different environment now. I'm sure from the kids that you bring in as recruits. Well, first of all, you know, I, I've been talking to people from the Southwest. I probably the best comparison I can give you is like you know back then all, all the kids hey we didn't have. Um, the internet, we didn't have video games, we didn't have, uh, hey, there was three channels on the TV and they hardly <laughs> came in at all, they were all fuzzy and snowy, and uh, basically, you know, in that era, you play, all the kids in the neighborhood, you went out and you played, and uh, uh, you, in, in the uh, summer, you played uh, baseball in the sandlots, and, and then when football came, you played uh, on the boulevards or in the, in the sandlots, and, and uh, when winter came, and you played, uh, you know, we, well, we played basketball in the alley all the time, and, and everybody played every sport, but, but uh, hockey, like, we had a baseball field behind our house, and then in the winter, the, the, the village turned it into a, a hockey rink, and uh, I came from a town called Coleraine, Minnesota, it was 900 people, 900 people, <laughs> and, uh, and we had three, we had three outdoor rinks in our town, three of them, it was for 900 people. And, uh, and then we also had an arena that, that uh, uh, the capacity, a 2,000-seat arena that we packed for our high school games. But I guess, you know, kind of to explain deep in the Southwest, you know, like uh, how you went out and played baseball with football and the sandlots and that type of thing. You know, we did the same thing with hockey. We played street hockey. We all we had ranks. There was ice, and uh, the winters were long. And, uh, and, and that's what you did. It was a part of the culture. And... Uh, and, and uh, I came from the iron mining area in uh, northern Minnesota. Um, you know, my my grandparents, my aunts, my uncles, my grandparents were immigrants from from Italy, and, and uh, most people's grandparents were, uh, and most of us were, were second generation, uh, and uh, uh, they were all uh, blue collar people. They worked in, in the mining or the mining industry in so, uh, some way, shape, or form, and uh, the communities were tight. Uh, the school districts were strong. The, uh, the mining companies were good to the school districts. We had good schools, good education, good facilities. But uh, everything kind of, uh, every, everything uh, in, around uh, the city, the entertainment, whatnot, centered around local sports. And uh, uh, hockey was big on the Iron Range, very, very big. And we would have, uh, like for our high school games, we would sell out. We would sell out our high school games. Uh, it, it, uh, it was amazing. Uh, over 2,000 people uh, a game. They would come from all the little towns and pockets. And, and it was like that everywhere you went. Grand Rapids, giving where the Nicolettis were. Uh, Grand Rapids were, you know, Billy Baker and Johnny Rossi and Donnie Lucia were from Grand Rapids. Uh, Epleth were, uh, you know, Chucky Dallas, Mark Pavlich. Uh, I, I could go on and on. I mean, every town had their, had their stars, Virginia. And, uh, it, it, it was like a, a little minor league pro circuit. You, you just you would play in front of packed houses. Ironically, I left uh, high school and I went and played junior hockey in St. Paul uh, for Doug Wu with the St. Paul Falcons in the in the uh, Midwest Junior Hockey League, which is the precursor to the USHL. And uh, and uh, you know I went down there and of course junior hockey, minor league sports, in a major league facility generally don't go great. But, and and uh, so I went from playing high school hockey in front of full houses to go down and playing street hockey in front of 
you know, crowds of 30, 40, 50 people. So it was, it was, it was kind of strange. But uh, no, hockey uh, and sports was a big deal where where I came from, and and uh, also where you came from. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I could go on and on the stories as well from northwestern Minnesota, but uh, one of my fondest memories, Frank, was, was being able to go up to Rose O'Waro to play street hockey with the Broughton brothers, which uh, which we did quite often in the wintertime. We'd, uh, uh, Neil, Aaron, and uh, Paul's brother, would, would our father, Newell, would flood the, the street, the alley in his backyard, and we'd just play all day long out there. So uh, even though it was a drive to get up there, it was fantastic. But uh, we want to talk a little bit about your, your program. And, you know, I was going to say, you know, well, one thing I was going to say, Scott, you know, the other thing about playing, we were all a generation of, of players. We played baseball, and then we played football, we played basketball, we played hockey. And, uh, you know, every, you'd call your buddies and you'd get together, and every day you were doing something. And, uh, and you did it right away because if you didn't, you know, your, your dad is going to find something for you to do. He's going to put you to work. So, like, uh, playing street hockey was a lot more fun than cutting wood, I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, when we talk about your, your program right now, and we look at your roster, we see that you have a lot of experience, definitely on the back end. So, a majority of those guys, seniors on defense and in goal. Uh, How is that going to work in your team's favor this year? Well, you know, we have a, a big senior class. We, don't, we have one per, one player in our senior class. That's our goalie. He, he was our he was our team MVP last year. So we don't have a, a ton of upperclassmen, uh, but the ones we have are quality. We have three veteran uh, defensemen back, as you mentioned, and uh, we've got three forwards that we're counting on, and uh, we've got Schilling, a junior in the net, and the rest are all freshmen and sophomores. So we're a little bit on the young side, but we're we're kind of uh, uh, experienced in the areas you need to be. I mean, obviously, um, you've you, you got to be able to play defense. If you can't defend, you're not going to win. And uh, so we do, you know, having our MVP goalie back and then having three experienced senior defensemen, you know, that's a, that's a nice place to start. And uh, we're going to be young in some of the other areas, but like a typical Air Force team, we're going to we're going to win with uh, you know we're going to win with 18 skaters. We're going to win with four lines. When with our depth, uh, we're gonna we're gonna have to score by committee. Everybody's all four lines are gonna have to contribute, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna have to be uh, stingy defensively. Uh, you know, you know, before you and, we, and you know, we've got to be tough to play against. Uh, hey, you know, before you can win, you first have to be uh, become tough to play against. And, and uh, one thing I've seen with this group already in our practices, they are a very spirited group, and they are not. You know, they're not going to be fun to play against. And uh, I think it's going to be another Air Force team that you're going to see that uh, that uh, they're going to be playing their best hockey when it counts, and that's going to be in February and March. You know what? And that, that's, I think, what you led me right into the next question was, you know, when we think of Air Force hockey, at least uh, I do, and I know Paul does as well, uh, you guys are always a hard out, whether it's in the uh, Atlantic Hockey Conference tournament or the NCAA tournament. I don't think – Tournament time. There's a team in the country that wants to face you guys. Is that a fair fair assessment? Very much so. Yeah, like I, you don't know how many, uh, how many times I've heard that. And, uh, and and we are like uh, we are come come tournament time. We generally have animal. You know, one thing about academy kids, uh, they're spirited, they're coachable, and uh, and they love to play. I uh, hate. Let's just face it, they go to a military academy. The most enjoyable part of their day is to come down and have Uncle Frank yell at them for two hours. I mean, that's, <laughs> you know, so that's, uh, a little bit of Frank goes a long way. You can ask my wife here a lot. And, uh, you know, uh, here, this is the music, Jimmy, the boy, and Dave, the kids come on down. They know for the most part they're not going to go on to professional careers. They're going to go on to a career in the Air Force. And um, they don't, when, when they get to be, you know, uh, juniors and seniors, especially, you know, they don't want their season to end because, well, when, when they're a senior and their season ends, you know, their their um, you know their formal playing career is is generally coming to an end as well. Yeah, and I was I was going to ask you about that because a lot of people don't understand. I mean, it's a special kind of kid that comes to the military academy and the Air Force Academy or Army or wherever uh, they may choose to go. But uh, how difficult is that for you as a coach to find? Uh, players that are not only good students and ready to, to, to serve their country, but also to be really good hockey players where you can be competitive. Well, for one thing, very few players and people, 
don't want, even parents, they don't want to look at this. The kids, of course, don't. But very few players are going to make a living playing this game. Very few. And uh, very few are going to be able to go on and, and, and play Division one college hockey. And even less are going to go on to play Division one college hockey on a full scholarship. And um, one of the things that, you know, what we offer here is, A, you know, we've got a uh, – We've got a program with a championship pedigree. Like we've got a good hockey team. We've had a good hockey team for a long time. That's well documented. But we, in addition to that, we offer an Ivy League education. Uh, we also uh, get, offer more than a full ride. Our players uh, are not just on a full ride. They're getting paid, paid to go to the academy. So if you're looking to go somewhere and play high-level Division One hockey and, and be on a championship contender, if you're looking for an Ivy League education, and, and, and an Ivy League uh, education on a, on a full scholarship, well, we have that here. And uh, and when you graduate, uh, you're going to go out and uh, if you graduate with a business degree, you're going to go work a business uh, job with the Air Force. If you, have, if you graduate as a civil engineer, you're going to go work a civil engineering degree. Uh, the majority of our degrees and, and, uh, and the, the jobs that the, the players will get in the Air Force are, are jobs that are going to tra- transition into, into, into the civilian sector. Uh, they're, they're, they're real life professions experience that they get. They're going to be able to uh, uh, put together a resume that, that if they choose to leave the military, they're going to be able to make a seamless transition into, uh, into the civilian sector. I think the biggest, uh, uh, the biggest endorsement that I have for the place um, is the fact that my daughter went here. And there's a lot of things to have to let their sons do that they won't let their daughters do. Right. And uh, I let my daughter come here. And my daughter, Carly, graduated from here and, and uh, she graduated in 2013 and she's a captain now and she's a she's an exec uh, to one of the high-ranking officers at the at the pentagon right now and uh, in addition to my daughter uh my nephew andrew uh came here he went to st thomas academy in, in, uh, st, in st louis in Dayton heights and uh and uh he, he's a he's an air force lawyer he's an air force jack right now uh, and then my uh, brother Tom's son, uh, Matt, of course, from Bemidji, uh, Matt came here as well and helped us get uh, to uh, uh, two NCAA Final Eights. And, uh, you know, that tells you a little bit of something, too, when, uh, you know, how my brother views the place uh, uh, to allow his his only son uh, to come to Air Force. And uh, so, you know, you, you know I, I think when you look at, 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 uh, at us and what we offer, we've got to find the right kid. We've got to find the right family. You got to be a good citizen. You've got to be a good student. You've got to be a good hockey player. You've got to be willing to accept a five-year commitment uh, in the military. All those types of things. But we, we need we need to find kids and, and families that understand that this this isn't just about the next four years. It's about the next forty years. It's about setting yourself up for the rest of your life. And, and that's what the service academies do. And, that, and that's what we do here. And uh, trust me. There's players out there that uh, that 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 fit this mold. There's lots of them out there. It's just a matter of us finding them, identifying them, uh, visiting with them, and educating them on 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 uh, what the academies have to offer. And I think you know it gets down to you know, remember the movie Miracle and Herb Brooks. Oh you know, yeah, who wouldn't? At the trial, so <laughs> why, you know, why are you taking this guy? You know, this guy's better than this guy. Why are you taking this guy? He said, Well, I'm not necessarily looking for the best player, I'm looking for the right player. And, and that's what we do here at Air Force. We look for the right player. You know, somebody that wants to come up, uh, come on and be a part of it, be a part of something that's bigger than themselves. And um, we don't win here because we have a bunch of great first-round draft choice type players. We, we have a lot of good players, um, but, but we don't have, we rarely, if we have a great player, we, we luck into one every once in a while. They develop, they develop, they luck into you know, you've got to be a great player. But we have a, we have a pile of, of good to very good players that, that, that want to be, that, that want to, that want to win, that want to, that they, they, they want to win championships. It's not about uh, their stat lines. It's, a, it's about, you know, the collective group and, and winning championships. You know, being a part of something that's, that, that's bigger, that's bigger than themselves. And, uh, you know, so I, I always say, you know, we don't have one guy on our team that, that chance at all, you know, um, uh, but collectively within the framework of our team, we have it all. Uh, you know, one guy will bring great speed and be a good F1 on the floor check. Another guy will bring some physical presence. 
Another guy brings a scoring touch. Another guy, you know, brings some playmaking ability. And and so, you know, collectively, like, we, we put together teams. And again, we don't have, uh, uh, I can't say we have a team full of great uh, players, but we have a, a team full of very good players. And, and what we are in the great category, you know, we develop those very good players, get tough collectively, and we, we end up having great teams in, uh, in February and March. Yeah, no doubt about that. Okay, I, I know I've kept you a long time, and I appreciate your time as always. I know Paul does as well. So we'll end it on this one, Coach. Uh, you know, here in the media, we were, we were digging for schedules, and we know COVID is, is very difficult, but uh, we were all just grinning uh, ear to ear when we saw the, uh, the Air Force Academy put out their schedules. So uh, tell us a little bit about how COVID has affected you and, and how you guys look at things going forward. Well, it, it still, there's just more questions than answers. I mean, we've had a spike on the academy the last couple of days, and uh, we've had five guys contact trace, and they're up in quarantine right now. And, and uh, you know, hopefully we get through this, because uh, if, if we're dealing with it when the season starts, and hopefully we'll lose some opportunities. There could be some teams that aren't going to play. And, um, so it's going to be interesting to see where things move from here, but... Uh, you know, there's just still more questions and answers. All we can do is be positive and go to work every day, do the best we can with what we have, stay positive, and uh, it's it's going to be an interesting year to say the least. And you know, uh, yeah, I know football. You know, we're playing football games right now, and like I know like our football team has like a hundred guys. I mean, well, that's have a hundred guys. We've got twenty-seven or twenty-eight. And uh, it doesn't take long when you get some injuries or you get COVID, somebody gets COVID and hands get COVID traced. It's not going to be long before you're down below the, the number that you're, that you're going to be permitted to play with. So, you, you know, how do you deal with it? It's like, I deal with it, deal with it day to day. We try to stay positive. And we try to do the best we can and wear our masks and social distancing and the things that the that doctors are telling us to do. And, uh, but, uh, but uh, again, right here, I can tell you what Falconville right now, and we got a we got a great bunch of kids, and uh, they're fun to be around. They work their butts off on the ice. Uh, I've been around long enough where I know when I see it, and uh, this is going to be a fun group to watch. And uh, I don't know how we're going to start, but I'll tell you what. Like I said before, you know, come February in March, uh, nobody's going to be looking uh, to draw the Falcons number. I can tell you that. Yeah, I totally agree with you, Coach. Uh, uh, all being said, I, I drove through uh, Colorado Springs twice uh, on my way back to Minnesota a couple times this summer, and uh, what a beautiful place. Uh, I'm dying to get to the Academy and, and actually see you face-to-face, and hopefully we're going to have that opportunity very, very soon. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for uh, for sharing a little bit about uh, about hockey in uh, in 2020. And we look forward to uh, to covering your, your program for, for many years to come. Sounds good, Scott. You got my cell phone, so the next time you're driving up I-25, you give me a call, and I'll bring you in and give you a tour. How's that? Can't pass that up. My friend, uh, Frank Saratori, I appreciate it. Uh, be well, my friend. Thanks for joining us on election night, too. I told Paul in the beginning, I said, is there anybody better to have on election night than the head coach at the Air Force Academy? I don't know. I, 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 I'm <laughs> I love it. Thanks, Frank. Enjoy. Stay safe, and, and hopefully, we'll see you very, very soon. Thank you. Folks, that's uh, Frank Saratori, the head coach of the uh, Air Force Academy in uh, Colorado Springs, Colorado. Another great Minnesotan ganging up on on my friend out on uh, Long Island because he couldn't get in, in any words in edgewise. But uh, Paul, tell me a little bit about uh, the conversation with Frank from what you heard. Uh, I'm noticing a pattern here. Okay. <laughs> I know where we're um, going. I know um, where we're going. When you had when you had the the New York Metro guy on, you made sure I couldn't talk. When you get the Minnesota guys on, <laughs> you make sure I can't talk. Um, uh, gee, let, let me stop. Let me stop you real quick. That's why we made the switch to Verizon because we're hoping that they can connect us all the way around the globe and make sure that Paul never has to sit out a conversation. No, I, I, I blame you. I don't blame the, 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 <laughs> the, the devices. Uh, uh, I thought I had to throw that in there. A plug for the oh, new, that's uh, fine. Hey, the new partner. I'm down. That's I'm listen. I, I have rides. The only, 
I still, I've had nothing but Verizon since the day I got a cell phone. I still have the same number I've had since the day I got a cell phone. <laughs> I love uh, it. I love you know, it. I don't, I don't change very much. I, you, you can tell it, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, if, you know, I still have the same email address I had when I first got an email address. I've had to add others, not by choice, but I've added up. I mean, I still have my originals, so and we we prodded you a little bit, but okay. So 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 to Frank, speak of the coach, you know, this is you expected. This he was, and 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 you know, it didn't get a chance to come out this way. Um, and you know, this is part of the you know when you're not when when uh, you're trying to read and, and and talk at the same time. Um, he did a before those outdoor games that they had in Colorado Springs when uh, I think it was the, the, the Avalanche and the Kings, and then they played uh, Colorado College a couple days later, he had an interview with NHL Network, and he basically said that his goal is to be the most difficult team to play against. And when we asked that question to Pat Micheletti over the weekend, yeah, I could barely get the question out when he said no. Yes. Yeah. And, and he told no, he us. He said, no, not yes. No. Yeah. Um, but Frank told and, us three times in the conversation that that's what he strives for is, is to be the toughest team uh, to play against come right. February. And, and, and I just, I just wanted to get, you know, kind of his reaction to an outsider's uh, take on his goal. So, um, you know, like I said, before you had the coach on uh, air force is, the, the 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 team that brought the uh, March Madness to the NCAA hockey tournament. Uh, they've beaten two overall number one seeds. They were the first ones to do it. Um, they played nothing but one goal games in every tournament that they're in. Uh, Duluth won in 2018 their, their first back-to-back national championships. Um, and they had to force or really, really push their way through uh, Air Force in the regional finals uh, after uh, Air Force beat St. Cloud. Uh, I'm sure that's a game you probably remember as the Luth won that very, game very two well. to one. But uh, they won that game two to one. But you know, I guarantee you. Well, I, I guarantee I'm I, I know that. When that game was over, that whole team was 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 more relieved than they were happy to go to the Frozen Four. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I thought the the one big takeaway, and there there are thousands of things. I mean, Frank and I could probably talk for hours. I'm sure you could as well. Not even uh, knowing him uh, from where he grew up, like I do. But um, it, one thing that I took away was when I asked him about the Air Force Academy kid, and he said it, it is such a tough place to be that the kids look forward to two or three hours with with uncle frank in the afternoon to get some relaxation (laughs) well let's 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 face it i mean we talk about hockey players and i i'm sure that football fans will be like yeah football um football players don't pull out their own teeth (laughs) yeah or get stitched up and come right back or you know i mean you know the it's it's a cliche now, but you know we use the term. Eh, he's a hockey player; he'll be back. But that's because that's what hockey players do. So uh, the, the 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 toughness thing that you need to have to play at an Air Force Academy or at Army. Uh, are you listening, Navy? Um, <laughs> is is there to begin with? So that, that that's a. You know, that does not hurt them at all. Uh, you know, so it's – it's and, and the mindset that you have to have to go to, an, to, to a service academy also lends itself – I mean, you, like he said, you just have to find them. And they're there. I mean, like you said, there's only 60 teams, 61 teams, 62. I, I can't – We it's somewhere in the low 60s, depending on what day you're talking about. <laughs> I, lo- I love it. I love um, it. So, um, you know, it's it, it, the, the service academy teams kind of lend itself to hockey. 
Yeah, I, I totally agree with you on that. And the other thing, and, and this is something you can probably speak to, is uh, I asked him about uh, him playing uh, ASU for the first time and taking him on, and he immediately jumped into, hey, we're playing LIU four times too. And, yeah. you know, I feel like we need to do this as a part of uh, the hockey part. And and I, I think you texted me sometime along that line about he is the czar. He is the czar. <laughs> That's right. He is the czar. He should be the czar. Um, you know, he's got the right idea. I mean, you want more teams. You want to encourage or do things to encourage as many different teams to, 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 to make the jump as possible. And how do you do that? Well, you need teams to play these teams at home. Okay. And how, what's the best, what's the best way to do that? Make those games exempt. It's just like you said, they do that for the Alaska teams. And that includes teams that are in those conferences. So why not extend that idea out to other schools and say, hey, don't worry, you're going to get home games. We want your students to get into the culture of, of college hockey. And the only way we can do that is to give you home games. And – Teams are more likely, and athletic directors are more likely, and coaches are more willing, likely to give up or to play those schools at those schools if they're not giving up home games and they're adding those games to the schedule. Yeah, that's a uh, hundred. It just makes sense. Fact. Yes, it really does. I, I can tell you when their schedule came out. I looked at it right away, and I, I haven't seen any other schedule, so I can't say for certain, but I know on my own personal calendar, Paul, I circled uh, Air Force playing the uh, uh, U.S. national team, uh, team development program uh, right. in, in early December, I believe, and then I circled the LIU uh, at Air Force because I thought right. that's going to be my chance to see two really exciting programs. I want to see more of the, the U.S. Uh, national development team and I really want to see LIU uh, play. And I know you're going to get a chance to see them when you're out there, assuming no, that we have media get in there. Uh, no. I mean, that's going to be the big thing right now. But uh, I'm so excited to see it. I think uh, every time I think back of, about adding these three schools in Colorado to our coverage area, I'm going like, why was I so stupid and didn't do this sooner? Because um, all three of them bring so much. I mean, let's quickly go over that. We don't have a lot of time, but are you really going to love, are you really going to love that softball to me? Yeah, because, because, because here it is. Denver university uh, is ranked in the top five in both polls. Right. Um, right. So there's your, there's your real true blue brother. Uh, Colorado right. college it is an NCHC team, but they're, you know, they're a small university that is getting a new rink on campus and, and and in a beautiful city, and that's great. And, and then you look at Air Force, and they've got this completely different thing. They play in the Atlanta Hockey Conference. Right. They uh, they have military students for players. Um, right. it, and then you have Arizona State, which is like, hey, where do we come from? Right. We just blossomed out here in the middle of the desert. And oh yeah, by the way, we're a top fifteen team as well. Yeah, and and to you know, it's it just makes sense that to to add stuff you can drive to. Yeah, right. <laughs> it just makes sense. Uh, and by the way, to answer your question, the only way you could have had something better than having the Air Force Academy coach uh, <laughs> on on election night is was you could have added Brian Riley to the to the to the lineup, but and he's the Army coach for those that don't know. So right. I mean, other than that, what that that would be the most you could do. Yep, I hear you. Uh, well, short of that. I know there's a lot of people that have got their TVs on and they're focused on what's going on in the election like you should be. But, uh, man, there's what a election? great show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What a, what a great show to be able to have a guy like Frank on. And um, you can tell in his voice that he's going to be uh, very receptive to us uh, for a long, long time because he just loves talking about the game to anybody. And, you know, once you, uh, you get into his quote-unquote inner circle – um, it, don't be surprised if he gets your phone number one day and all of a sudden he calls you, <laughs> because <laughs> because that's just the way he is. Um, well, he and, would have uh, to he would have to be really lonely to do that. <laughs> yeah, he just wants to talk hockey to anybody who will listen. And okay. uh, you know what? Twenty four years 
uh, starting his 24th year at the Air Force Academy. Uh, God bless him because it, it's hard to be any place. Uh, you can relate because you've been there for how long in New York? How long have you been teaching school there? Um, I'm pretty sure I'm in year 24 or 25. Uh, exactly. Somewhere exactly. in that neighborhood. For the rest of us, we've done nothing like that for that many years. So kudos to both yeah, of you for, uh, for, for, for doing that. It's a big thing. And, and to be excited like he is starting his 24th year, you'd swear he was a rookie coach the way he was talking about wanting to get on the ice with the kids and doing this and doing that. And we just hope COVID, uh, you know, holds off and, and lets us uh, see some real hockey real soon. But their schedule's out. Let's hope they can play it. Let's go from there. I'll let you take the read away, and we'll say goodnight with a little uh, De Niro from Roger Klein and the Peacemakers, the presenting partner of College Hockey Southwest Weekly. That's right. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has presented College Hockey Southwest Weekly, also brought to you by Verizon, the 5G and 5G Ultra Band for Business that America's been waiting for, by Bell Ford, the Arizona Ford Giant, the presenting partner of the Sunday Special, Tell our friend Kevin Wood, Ice Time Hockey SW sent you, and let him show you the Belford difference online at bellford.com or at the showroom, 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, ultra smooth, Arizona-owned. Go to mexicanmoonshine.com and try some of our original cocktail recipes. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard where despite how long it takes to eat your meal, there are so many delicious choices, it always seems like it takes you longer to decide what to eat than to actually eat it. By summer skates, summer may be over, but we still like to keep our drinks cold. Get your personalized koozies and shower shoes. Go to icetimehockeysw.com partners and click on the summer skates banner. By cold beers and cheeseburgers, beers, burgers, sports. 12 Valley locations and two in California. Visit coldbeers.com for more information and takeout specials. Buy OxyPow. Our full line of natural cleaning products are at oxypow.com. Buy M-Drive, presenting partner of What Drives You. M-Drive in the morning, relax at night. Our two-step system for energy, stamina, and recovery. Buy College Bar and Grill in Tempe. Buy ASU fans for ASU fans. College Hockey Southwest Weekly and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app, available for download at the iTunes Store, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. College Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Very well done, my friend. A couple of quick housekeeping things to mention. It is Movember. Yes, you heard me, Movember, Men's uh, men's uh, Cancer Fighting Month, the Men's Health Month, uh, Hockey Fights Cancer Month, you name it. There's no hockey games to speak of, but uh, we are all still doing our part. I shaved. I got ready for Movember, so uh, no shave month, and uh, we're going to have Dude, a little contest going. You are uh, slow what? because you are <laughs> slow because if I started not shaving on November first and it was November third already, I'd have a full beard and I'm looking for another haircut. You need to catch I, up, dude. I hear you. Well, we should have gotten that started because we're gonna have a little contest here to see uh, so who can send us some pictures of the best uh, mustache growth for the month of November. So stay tuned for that. We got some prizes to give away on that as well. Also, tomorrow night, Club Hockey Southwest Weekly got a great guest coming on. Rob Lopez is going to join us. Uh, uh, everything about hockey in the Southwest uh, is runs through Rob Lopez at some point. So I know that Paul doesn't want to hear this, but he is actually working right now and getting two ice sheets in uh, the old Pueblo in Tucson. So, um, no, I told you last week. I told you last week. (laughs) I want them to have ice sheets. I want them (laughs) to make the jump up to varsity because I want to see them get their butts kicked again by Coach Bowers. (laughs) <laughs> you heard it folks that's a that's a sun devil through and through uh and then uh, finally i do want to throw out the fact that uh 
We do have the Sunday show coming up again. We've got our College Hockey Southwest Live. We are uh, building up to a crescendo of when teams start playing, hopefully November 20th, where we can have some uh, some game action to report on. In the meantime, we will uh, stick after it. If you uh, have a chance to get to the website, great special Sunday special just put up the other night. Uh, is fantastic. We we're over at uh, Behind the Mask for Smash Fest 4, where they shot uh, Pox at Pumpkins. So uh, lots of good stuff uh, going on. Stay tuned with us. Subscribe to us. Listen to us because we own the 7.30 slot Sunday through Wednesday for ITHSW Podcasts. Good night, everybody.